Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hello, and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily, a writer. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two type 1 diabetics trying to live our best lives. It's not always easy with the literal highs and lows. But it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Miriam. And we're coming to you from face to face today. At least Miriam and I are. Obviously not with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're actually recording in the same room looking at each other, which I think can be quite dangerous because... I don't know. We stay less on topic. Oh, I thought it was going to be because my eyes are so beautiful that you just <laughs> yes. get you get lost in that. That too. Well, Retreat. on topic, can we share with the pals what we just did earlier today? Yes. So one of my friends, uh, her name's Rebecca. She's dope. She actually took some photos of Miriam and I today. So we finally have pictures together other than our blurry camera phone pictures from the last like four years of our friendship so essentially emily and i took engagement photos and we can't wait for you guys to see <laughs> can't wait we for haven't see. we haven't set a date yet but <laughs> we're thinking spring 2021 um, but they're great there was a lot of like candid laughing photos and like we're so touching awkward. each other's faces oh my God. yeah they're AKA, gonna be very romantic okay i kept touching miriam's face <laughs> um but it's a good time but that's actually not what, what? this episode is about no. um Something that Miriam and I kind of have been discussing is burnout in terms of, I'd say, digital detox when it comes yes. to type 1 diabetes, but also a little bit when it comes to life. Just and life how in general, yeah. Things can feel overwhelming in different mm-hmm. ways that we like to try and pretend like we're coping or actually cope if you're Miriam and yes. be healthy about it. Um, <laughs> Jeez. So to kick things off. Yeah, should I... Give us your spiel on digital because it it has it was just by the time that this episode goes live, aka next week, it will be the end of National Diabetes Awareness Month, and And that's that's what kind of brought this to personally. I started feeling a lot of feelings um, in the month of November November, because it's Diabetes Awareness Month, and because we're in this. sector of Instagram. I don't know if that's the right phrasing. Uh, sector of Instagram where we No, like this this community we have on Instagram uh, of all type 1 diabetics and we all follow each other, which is wonderful and I love how much information I gain from this and how much support you gain from this and how much empathy you can gain from following other type 1 diabetics. For the month of November, I personally was very overwhelmed and inundated with just like too much and it's one of those months where it's like I'm aware I have diabetes all the freaking time we all are so the in the influx of more awareness personally was too much for me but I I don't I understand why it's important for people so I was just kind of navigating my own feelings about that and realizing listen I'm not the I'm like the older sister here I'm not oh as God, Instagram stop. Savvy as Emily is. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I am. It's just more my job. So actually, if my boss is listening, I am. I'm very, Instagram. <laughs> very Instagram savvy. She is. She's very Instagram savvy, and oh, you're uh, you're you're more open with sharing. Whereas I am like, oh yeah, maybe I should share that. Like it's more of an afterthought of me and and how much I share on Instagram. And 
I was just kind of reflecting on like, I wonder why is it, what does that mean that I'm kind of stepping back from Instagram, especially in November, especially on November 14th when it's just felt like it was kind of all over the place. And it just made me realize like people deal with these sorts of months differently and or these sorts of feelings differently. I think it was reminding me, even in the general population, like certain anniversaries of, you know, if there's a death of a loved one and the anniversary of the death or, if, you know, even diaversaries, just these days you can choose to celebrate them or you can choose to say, like, this is a tough day and I'm going to give myself space to, like, feel. feel. And that's what I kind of discovered during this month is that I'm much more of a take a step back feel And others are more like, it's Diabetes Awareness Month. Let's make everyone aware. And there is no right. There is no wrong. It was just kind of wanted to get people's feelings about this. Right. And I think that's what's so great about having a podcast with two different people being on the on the mic is I'm much more of a bring awareness. Talk about it until my face turns purple. And you're much more of a thinker. (laughs) Without a, yeah. without a better term. Um, yeah. So for me, like, I loved seeing everyone's stories and everyone's mm-hmm. content. But I do think that there was a point where, you know, okay, like, we're halfway through National Diabetes Awareness Month. And I am starting to get to the point where I'm like, November is starting to feel so dang long. And it doesn't have a lot to do necessarily with it being National Diabetes Awareness Month. Just more for me, the holidays are coming up. Season of life. Yeah, yeah, just work stuff. Just a lot going on, which can feel overwhelming. And so we were like, hmm, let's do a little coping episode. Because something that I love to do is take how I'm feeling and learn how I can feel better or differently. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm miserable all the time, but just different seasons of life. Uh, I feel like a soap opera right now. I feel like as the world turns. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's important to, let's start off with the diabetes aspect of it. And then we can get into some things that we've learned recently about life. Because we were looking back at episodes that we've done in the past. And we feel like we've really covered a breadth of topic topics, but mm-hmm. also we're so much older and wiser now than we were back in the day. I was telling Emily, I I wasn't here for the last episode when Emily and Christy had their reunion, and it made me really nostalgic when I was listening back, and I found myself listening to older episodes and the first season, and it is, I felt like this weird, um, like, motherly pride, like, look how far everyone's come, and look how we've developed, and look what's happened with this podcast, and like, us as people, and so... I so much has that's changed. To say, yeah, and I apologize. So much has if, stayed the same. Yeah. <laughs> we still have diabetes. <laughs> so I, I apologize if this feels repetitive, but I guess it's just kind don't, of like where we are. In, you good? You good? I think it's important to, to do a little check back, and that's yeah. something that Christy used to always just want to discuss too. Is okay. Let's uh, let's see how we've grown. Let's see mm-hmm. what the changes are and how we can continue to better ourselves. Mm-hmm. So as far as diabetes burnout and how a digital detox can help, let's discuss some of the mental health ramifications like we've done in the past of yeah. overexposure to certain things when you're predisposed to yeah. anxiety or depression or mm-hmm. really any of these like overall mood situations. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, diabetes specific and but also just like Instagram specific, you're only most of the time, unfortunately you're seeing a very 
filtered, edited version of people's lives. Carefully curated. Carefully curated. And I find that myself. Like when I'm looking at a lot of diabetes-focused Instagram accounts and everyone's showing you their Dexcom graphs and everyone's showing you their A1Cs. And while I'm like, proud as a community member like good for them look how well they're doing it's also hard not to be like damn why do they have such a straight dexcom line all the freaking time and like like show me some 400 yeah show and me I, some 40s. I will say like not that we want that for you lately i feel like i'm seeing more of my like diab you know pancreas pals are showing more of like oh my god what a rough day this is and i think we try to be really transparent with like yeah. when we have bad days and roller coaster days i feel like we try to show that um, but you don't always see that. And especially, I think this is crucial, when you are already in a mindset, whether it be like a depressive mindset or um, any any anxious mindset, whatever you're thinking of, I like to think of moods. This sounds ridiculous. I like to think of moods as Instagram filters sometimes. So let's say you have a depression Instagram filter on. It's so blue. All, it's blue. <laughs> so all you're going to see is things that kind of match that filter you know it's like you see something and if you're already depressed you see the negative in things already or you see like Ugh, I'll never be as good as that person or I'll never be as well managed as that person and same with anxiety if you are already have this anxiety filter on everything is kind of gonna fill feed into that anxiety um so I think detoxing or like taking a step back or just you know maybe can on Instagram you can like pause people now you can like pause certain stories or mute people's stories yes, you can mute certain people you can unfollow if we're yeah. stories, or you can you can hide them you can hide them you can and hide I, grid posts and you can hide Instagram stories so for all you people who are following your exes and are like hmm I don't want to actually unfollow I just want to mute highly recommend highly recommend but actually I recommend unfollowing because you don't need that negativity in your life <laughs> anyways <laughs> but I think just try to be if you are not feeling your best or not feeling the way you want to be feeling take a good look at what you're feeding yourself <laughs> no pun intended in terms of your like news feed who are your your instagram feed what are you feeding yourself that is encouraging this negative mood or this mood that you don't want and pause people to kind of change that and i think you can better change your mood or take insight into your mood when you're not inundated with all of these Instagrams that are not giving you much. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to like unfollow forever, but just give yourself space and see what happens. I think I, I like to encourage experimenting with your moods, experimenting with yourself as much as you can. Even if you say like, I don't think this is really going to make a difference. Well, see what happens. It couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt. That's kind of my mindset. That's what I tell clients all the time. It's just like, use this week, use this month as an experiment to kind of try X, Y, or Z, and then reflect on how it feels. And if after a while you say, well, this isn't really changing anything, then like, okay, by all means, at least you tried. But I'd always encourage people to just, just experiment with yourself, be in touch with your mood, be in touch with your feelings and your experiences and check see what in. happens. Check yeah, a check-in. In with yourself. Exactly. We interrupt this episode with a word from one of our sponsors, Companion Medical. Hey, Em. I know you love staying on top of the Dietech out there. Have you heard of the cool Bluetooth insulin pen with an app called the InPen? Yes, I've seen it on Instagram. Doesn't it record your insulin doses and have a dose calculator that you can use? 
Yeah, but it does so much more than that. It's so cool. It makes multiple daily injections so much easier. Using dosing information sent from the pen, the app can track the insulin given, calculate doses, share therapy data with your doctor and family, and much more. Okay, that's insane. That sounds amazing. It's a must-have, and it's compatible with Humalog or Novolog insulin cartridges, available by prescription only. To simplify your MDI diabetes management, visit companionmedical.com backslash inpen. Now back to the episode. Um, 100%. And I think that some other ways of doing that on a grander scale, like outside of just Instagram, is taking a step back. Um, I recently had a conversation with one of my wise old man coworkers. Um, <laughs> that sounds ageist, but he is old. This is real. This is me. And um, he was saying, like, he asked me what my next step I wanted in life. And I was like, that's such a good question. Um, let me think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, as someone who's 25, right in the middle of my 20s, really starting to learn and think about where I see myself in the future going career-wise, it was a really tough question for me to even think of. And he told me about this book that he read where it suggested that you make three lists. And as a type A human, I love making lists. (laughs) So he was like, make one list as if you were going to live for 30 days, one list for nine months, I think it was. If he's listening, I totally butchered this, but just go along with me and one list for um oh no it was three six nine six months and one list for nine years and see you know what would make you happy write out a list like whether it's traveling whether it's career driven whether it's family driven and then look at that list and see what's attainable and then diagnose yourself and see what the prescription would be so if your your diagnosis would be okay, I'm unhappy in my work, or I'm unhappy in my love life, or I'm unhappy in my family life, then see what could change that. Okay, maybe I start going to therapy with my parents, or okay, <laughs> maybe I get a new job and start looking for new gigs, or maybe I you know break up with my boyfriend, or maybe I tell my boyfriend I want to commit, or something mm-hmm. like that, or maybe find a boyfriend or a girlfriend, live your life, and. It was such an interesting thought to me to actually write down and think about where you want to be in however many years, because we're in such a pivotal time in our lives where it really is important to think about the future, but not to be so wrapped up in it that you can't see the now. Mm -hmm. And I think that this exercise that he was talking about is a good combination of both. Because if you think about it, in the next 30 days, like that's a month from now, Mm -hmm. you know, that comes by so quickly. Whereas the next nine years, that feels like a hot ass minute. And it's, uh, it's going to be a a long time. I mean, in 10 years, I'm sure I'll look back and be like, haha, remember when I thought that was gonna be a long time? SOS. (laughs) But like, as a 25 year old, it does feel like a long time. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was such a cool idea. So Miriam and I were discussing that on our way back from our beautiful photo shoot this morning. <laughs> our engagement photos. Our engagement photos. Sorry, Stephen. That's her husband's name. Um, but it's interesting to see, like for some people, I feel like lists really make them anxious. And if that's the case, maybe you're more of like a mood board or mm-hmm. maybe like a visualizer or a Pinterest board or whatever it is to make you happy. But I think actually mm-hmm. writing things down and the act of thinking it through makes everything more real and more mm-hmm. attainable and less abstract. And I think that mm-hmm. a big part of my anxieties like in my life is the fear of unknown, but more specifically the lack of control 
mm-hmm. things. And there's some type of gratifying control and being able to put pen to paper and see how these things affect one another. Mm-hmm. And the same thing can happen with your diabetes. If you are like, okay, this is where my A1C is now, or this is where my blood sugar is now. This is where I want to be. These are the things I need to change. Like, that's all doable and it might feel impossible, but sometimes you need a break from even thinking about Mm -hmm. diabetes and let yourself, you know, run in the 200s for an extra hour or something like that. And then, you know, start again tomorrow, as long as you're actually starting Mm -hmm. again tomorrow, obviously we don't want to help develop (laughs) negative patterns, but, and we're not doctor or I'm not a doctor, but my, my mantra with diabetes has always been like, we are one of the only chronic illnesses I think that like you get to start completely over every single day you had a rough roller coaster day the day before like you get to go to sleep ideally you know in a perfect world you'll wake up with an in-range number and you get to start over and you really get a fresh slate I mean always with diabetes like even if you you know unless you're for the most part, you get a fresh slate Unless every you're day. Out partying and things yeah. happen for twenty four hours. And after. so I think you know, in terms of like this list concept, even with diabetes, it's like okay, if you decide I want to get my A one C to be like five point five, if that's a big adjustment. And let's say your A one C, I don't know. I'm trying to like stay don't make anyone six. cry here. No, no. But I'm saying if that's your goal, it's like something you know, an extremely from an eight. You want to go from eight to like five point five or eight to six point five. That's a big jump. And I think instead of thinking like, oh, this is the goal I want, and I can't believe I had this blood sugar in the two hundreds. I'm not going to make my six point five that I want. Like, make your goal. Okay, well, the next day I want to be in range. Eighty percent of eighty percent of the time. Day by day. And A1Cs always surprise me. Like, I think we've all had that mindset of like, oh, my God, I've been so bad lately. My A1C is going to be so high. And then you get it and you're like, oh, like kind of pleasantly surprised. I'm I'm always pleasantly surprised. Last time, I think I I Mm -hmm. discussed this on an episode, but my last A1C was like a 6.5. And I was like, what the F? I mean, yes, I am looping now, but there's a lot of hard work that went into it before that. I had got finally gotten down Mm -hmm. to a 6.9. And then after three months of looping, I was a 6.5. And I literally told my doctor to shut up. And it's like, she was like, why are you surprised? You've mm-hmm. been in range like 85% of the time every day for mm-hmm. the last like three or like however, not every day. But like things affect it way out of our yeah. control, whether it's I, stress, whether it's your time of the month, whether it's being sick, like, holy mm-hmm. crap, I've had a cold this week and my sugars were higher. Like I was only in range 70% of mm-hmm. the time, but I'm not sitting over here crying about it. Cause I know once I'm better, I'm going to be right, right back yeah. to where I started with a good in range number. And I think that happens with experience and just kind of learning. I mean, it still every time, like without fail. And I've been, I've been doing diabetes for a while, but every time I get, I like years? look at my A1C results, I'm like, Oh, must be a lab error. Like it's like, yeah. I almost can't take ownership of the pot. Like, honestly, I still just re- like two weeks ago, I got my A1C back and I was like, that must be a lab error. Cause I don't feel like I've been doing that well. And that's like our mind. And I can acknowledge this in myself. Like, isn't that interesting? Like, if I do well, we never give it's ourselves a mistake. A yeah. But if my, if my A1C was worse or, or higher than I wanted it to be, then then I can take ownership. Like, oh, well, it's that high because I was doing X, Y, and Z. I'm but if it's actually way. better than I expected, oh, something went, something went awry. I, it's someone else's lab results, not mine. 
And that's something I try to adjust with myself all the time is take ownership of the good that we do because we do a lot of good. We do a lot of good work with our body and you're working a so lot hard. of hard work. You and save your life every day. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, it's a scary thought, but also like it's true. Mm-hmm. Every time you consciously give yourself insulin, every time you consciously drink you, juice, drink yeah. juice or maybe go to the gym in the morning or if you're having a low, take the bus back instead. Like these are choices that you're making that make a huge difference in your life and you know like you are working hard all the time Mm -hmm. whether you're having you know whether you're managing your diabetes or not it's like it's a struggle and a half to have a chronic illness and at the Mm -hmm. end of the day you are making strides just by getting out of bed every morning in caring for yourself and sometimes it takes people a little bit longer and burnout does happen and Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we hit a wall or we need a pump break or, you know, like you need to change up your care to feel mentally ready to hit the next phase of your life. Like yeah. it's totally fine if you've been on an insulin pump for 15 years and are like, you know what? I think I want to try going back to syringes. Yeah. I miss I miss not being tethered to something mm-hmm. or I miss not having alarms or things like that. That is completely fine. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you're a bad diabetic because yeah. there is no such thing as a bad diabetic. There are people that are struggling and there are people that are not struggling and there are just normal people and we're all just normal people and struggling and non-struggling is a part of life so we're all at different junctures I think is the better way to put it I agree and even the term struggling and not struggling like I think even struggling has a negative connotation I think we're all just like trucking through maybe um, there's a better term for that. Grappling. We're all surviving. We're all surviving. Yeah. I like, I think there, I don't think. S- well, struggling is like a negative word. Struggling is negative. I think I it's take more it that we're like, like those of us who are just more accustomed or more, um, are able to put diabetes management more just like second nature sort of feeling versus others who are maybe there's a switch up in their routine or switch up in their job or life or a new diagnosis where it's going to be much more in our faces and much more challenging to get to where we want to be and I think all of us it's not like there's like the strugglers and the non-strugglers I think it's more like we all go through both of those phases right all the time so it's and just so, where we are and like yeah which kind of brings us back to like the Instagram feel like monitoring where some people on Instagram might be in an easier management phase versus if we're not and we're looking at that all the time it's easy to say like oh god like I don't have all my shit together this is going to be so challenging and like on Facebook I'm in this the Facebook looped group and I always see people posting pictures of their perfect graphs and mm-hmm. some people will be like oh my god how did you get it like that like or what mm-hmm. am I doing wrong blah, blah blah you're not always doing something wrong no. there's all these outside forces that contribute to a certain you know snippet of the way your life is at that moment like I went cake tasting for work wedding cake tasting um highly recommend (laughs) also highly recommend using lots of insulin um I was fine like I I mean I did hit 250 and then I came back down within two hours and I was back in range but like Mm -hmm. honestly worth it do I do cake tasting every day you go into that knowing like okay this is gonna be a little bit more challenging diabetes wise but is that gonna prevent you from doing things I've I hope not you know I think we're we're 
we're all getting more used to, sorry, I cannot speak. We're all getting more used to like giving yourself a break, kind of knowing like, okay, this might be a rough day, but like, this is going to be awesome and I'm going to do it and I'll have some high blood sugars likely, but like, and that doesn't mean that you're not on top of your diabetes. It doesn't mean you're a bad diabetic. It just means there's just so much stigma out there. And if for all the Mm -hmm. type twos listening, that's fine too. Yeah. We're finding, we should do an episode on, um, the differences and the communities in Mm -hmm. how we should not never be shaming our type two counterparts. I think that that's something that I've learned throughout the years. And when I listen back to some of our earlier episodes, I definitely cringe a little bit Mm -hmm. at some of my discourse. I don't think I've ever like, I mean, I know I've never Mm -hmm. intentionally been negative, but, but you're more woke now. Yeah. I understand. I love using the term woke ever since I feel like an old person being like, that's real. Like, Lit AF. Oh my God. The way she just said lit AF, I wish you could have seen her face and the hand movement that went along with it. But no, I mean, it all sucks. Like, no matter which way we cut it, our type two brothers and sisters are like out there living their lives too. And I'm just, I'm so sick of all the stigma surrounding every type of diabetes and being lumped together. And then I'm also sick of like, the miscon- misconceptions on both mm-hmm. ends. It is what it is, and we're all just trying to survive. On that note, um, this has been a long rant, as per usual, but Miriam and I just wanted to uh, talk your ears off on ways to cope. So we hope that this has been helpful and fruitful. Um, yeah. Any last words, Miriam? I mean, I guess in terms of coping, if we if we didn't share enough coping... <laughs> more ranting, <laughs> less more coping. More ranting, less coping. But I think... What we kind of went into this episode thinking was like life happens and diabetes is along for the ride regardless of what's going on in our life. And so I think in terms of coping, just like having as much of a routine as possible and keeping your diabetes, you know, as regular or that's not the right word either, or just like making it as um, predictable as possible, which obviously is not easy. Oh my God. I'm going to sound so sexist right now, Mm -hmm. but I am so sick of hearing of some of my guy friends will be like, oh yeah, diabetes is so easy for me. Because they have no hormones. They have no freaking hormones. Well, they technically have hormones, but you know. Yeah. Basically, I'm (laughs) like, cool. I had a, a, a full disclosure. I don't even care. Everyone knows my medical history these days. But when I was in the hospital a few weeks ago, I had an ovarian cyst that burst and I thought I was freaking cured. I didn't need any insulin. <laughs> I literally cut back like 12 units a day and I was texting Miriam like, what is wrong? Text your husband. What I was is like, wrong? It probably has to do with your ovaries. And I was like, no, I think I'm dying. And then mm-hmm. it turned out it was an ovarian cyst and I'm fine. And apparently that's like, I mean, obviously it's very common, but the way it ruptured or whatever, all the hormones caused me to not need like any bolus insulin. It's a thing though. I've been, and I pray to God my mom and mother-in-law are not listening to this, but I've been like, we're type 1 diabetics. I'm married. So I'm like starting to do research on like type 1 diabetic pregnancies, how to plan, how to prep, whatever. And so I'm learning so much how like crazy your diabetes gets during pregnancy. And apparently after you give birth, like the either like the flush of the hormones leaving or the flush of hormones you get after birth, people say they like don't need insulin. Like they'll eat like cheeseburgers and not give any bolus and like thing it's like wild and I'm like that sounds really nice I think it lasts for like (laughs) I think think it lasts for like 36 hours but it's crazy oh my god so you're like probably more focused on the child yes birds but still but like what a nice part well I also heard that breastfeeding can yes um, can like really because you're because think about it like all of your um 
like food and glucose is kind of leaving your body like through breast milk so like people say they like their blood sugars like drop dramatically while they're breastfeeding we're gonna have we're gonna have an episode on this i've learned like so much in my sad like facebook googling um it's not sad it's not sad i gotta I, i i've been doing a deep dive on like all these all these things i'm learning um but like to the mothers listening calm your horses um, LOL. <laughs> and for my mother who's listening, I'm nowhere near there. So really hold your horses there. And if my boyfriend's listening, oh, right this phrase. had your nothing horses. to do with me. I did not this bring this up. This is just my, my anxious rambling. Now, now, uh, I guess now we're really going to wrap up. Now we're really going to wrap up. So Sorry, guys. You. Oh my God. Never. Okay. Sorry. I every, apologize. Every I'm just year, apologizing for apologizing. Every year. This is just a little aside. Every year, my New Year's resolution is to apologize less in general, um, I feel like as women, we, mm-hmm. I have literally been trampled on the GD subway and have apologized to the man yeah. who did that. I actually and- have made a conscious effort. I know we keep saying we're going to wrap up, but I made a conscious effort. Like, for example, if I'm running late, instead of saying, sorry, I'm late, I say, thank you so much for your patience. Oh, I love that. And it's been, it's made, it's a confidence thing. It's made me feel more confident going into an interaction Instead of being like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm late. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, thank you so much for your patience with me. And it makes it feel like, yeah, I can kind of show up when I want. And I got here as quick as I can. And yeah. let me be here. And uh, anyways, on that note, presents. we are going to wrap up. So thank you guys so much for <laughs> listening to another one of our lovely rants. Uh, you can come back every other Sunday for a new episode. Um Follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals, on Facebook at pancreas pals pp. Slide into our DMs on either. This is my favorite part. It's Miriam's favorite favorite part. Um, (laughs) Slide into our email, which is pancreaspals123 at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing ideas for new episodes or if you really felt what we were saying or even even if you disagreed and want to school us in some things. We just love hearing from you guys and love new perspectives and new ideas Um, or just to hear that we're right because who doesn't love to hear that? So, Thanks again for listening. Thanks, Uh, pals. Check back soon and have a great rest of your week.